Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about Old Bay seasoning. Yes, yes. Um, and this was a listener suggestion. So thank you, Shannon, mm-hmm. for sending it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Old Bay. It is much used at my house. Although I was thinking about this. I think I've tried to purchase it like three or four times during the pandemic and I've never been able to get my hands on it. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, and so I bought a, it's not a knockoff brand, but it's not Old Bay. Uh, <laughs> and I used it for the first time today because I was getting the cravings. I'm like, I'm going to test it. It was not the same. Oh. I won't call out the brand, okay. but it was not the same. Well, <laughs> well, well. Um, and I associate it with, uh, my grandparents were really great cooks, especially my kid mind because I felt like they were always cooking something fancy. Ooh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and they'd often make these lovely seafood dishes from things they caught that involved oh. Old Bay. And they're kind of, they lived on um, the Gulf of Mexico in Alabama, so. Oh. It was delicious. That, oh, that is, that is really beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, there's, there's uh, just, just nothing, nothing like good fresh cooked seafood cooked freshly and just mm-hmm. a good, that good punch of seasoning with it. Um, 
I yeah, I depended pretty heavily on Old Bay as um kind of when I was coming into cooking as like a I don't know what seasoning is yet. I don't know how to do this myself, so I'm going to sprinkle this stuff on there. It's easy and delicious and relatively inexpensive um versus like filling out a whole cabinet full of stuff that I don't know how to use yet. Right. I unfortunately cannot consume it anymore because I really shouldn't have paprika. <laughs> and it is extremely sad. And I was really mad while I was doing this reading. Um, <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. <laughs> well, that is a bummer, as to say. Uh, <laughs> okay, so in preparation for this, I watched this horror movie that I've seen a lot, actually, called The Bay. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that this was your preparation, though. Okay. All oh, right. yeah. I stayed up late. Uh, and again, I've seen it several times. There was no need for this to happen. Okay. Okay, but I do have a funny work story about this movie because, and it is related to Old Bay. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I Back when I was a wee intern and we were in the Buckhead office, which was this pretty, like, fancy office that uh, that's where I started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember why, but I had to work the Black Friday, so the day after Thanksgiving, and I was the only one that was going to be there to work. And at the time, the building had a policy that if you're the only person on the floor, you had to get this big red phone and in case there was some kind of emergency Big red phone level emergency? Yeah. Okay. And it was like a landline. Oh, um, Wow. Yeah, Heck. and our IT person came in, and he, like, plugged it up, and it was like, here's the phone. Don't abuse the privilege of having the phone. And I was, you know, young intern, like, oh, God, <laughs> never. And I had to, like, wait there for something to finish rendering. or It was a very boring thing, but I had to be there to make sure nothing went wrong. Sure. And I watched this horror movie, The Bay, which was a mistake. Because I was, like, you know, leaning closer to the the monitor and getting into it, like, so tense. And Lauren will tell you I'm already really jumpy. Yeah, yes. And that damn phone rang. Oh, no. And I, like, jumped so hard. I was in this rolly chair that I just went, like, careening backwards. Wow. Headphones ripped off. Just heart running away. Oh, oh Wow. And so every time I watch this movie, I think of you think of that, that first time. Yeah, heck, yeah. Who was on the other line? Who was I never calling answered you? It. Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I you, was out of it. My, yeah, you were so startled. Re- sure, I was very startled. I was trying to recover. Um, it didn't ring again, which was that's what I told myself. <laughs> it's yeah. all okay because it didn't ring again. Right. If they had really needed something, they clearly would have called back. Yes, obviously. Whatever that big red phone would have, who would it would have connected me with? I don't know. It could have been like a prank or just checking in. Okay, but if you haven't seen that movie, it's a it's like an environmental horror movie. That's a found footage movie, and uh, it takes place in Maryland. And it's the Fourth of July. There's this big festival. Anyway, there's a big crab eating contest in the beginning where it goes horribly awry because it's a horror movie and it's your first inkling of, (laughs) oh, no, something's wrong here. And I'm going to assume Old Bay seasoning was involved because they were just eating like crab. But it it went wrong. 
I won't go wow. into it anymore. Okay. But. Yeah. No, no spoilers, please. Um. <laughs> for this 2009 film. Yes, I shall not spoil it for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cannot say that I've seen it, but now it's at least bookmarked in my brain. I'm not going to say I'm putting it on any lists. That's fair. But it's, That's... But it's in there. You know, who knows what, how the, the dice may roll on this one. <laughs> Maybe you, too, will one day have an interesting work-related story about being startled while watching it. <laughs> um, but okay, in the meantime, enough horror movie random stories. I guess, sure. Yes. Let us get to our question. Old Bay Seasoning. What is it? Well, uh, Old Bay is a brand of of different seasonings, in fact, but best known, yes, for their uh, original dry powdered seasoning mix that's uh, salty and savory and zesty and a little sweet and a little spicy. Um, Its main components are celery seed, salt, black pepper, hot red pepper, and paprika. The other ingredients are a proprietary secret, um, but their marketing says it's a blend of 18 spices. Um, and, uh, the internet says that those spices include things like, uh, mustard powder, nutmeg, cinnamon, cardamom, bay leaves, mace, allspice, cloves, and ginger. Hmm. Which sounds about right to me. I guess so. I guess those, it has more what I consider fall, even though I know that's not accurate at all, but, like, fall spices in it than I would have guessed. But, yeah, I guess that makes it's, sense. They're in small amounts, I think. Um, mm, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it is traditionally sold in a uh, rectangular yellow and blue tin with a white and red lettering and a red cap. Um, and I don't feel like I usually mention, like, packaging colors that often right. on this show, but it's, like, so iconic. It's, like, really part of the brand and the marketing that's used to uh, to sell it. So, yeah, um, and it can be used as a as a rub or to spice a marinade on proteins, to uh, season a boil or um, like a brine for pickles or um, in the batter for fried foods. It can be mixed into sauces and dressings and soups and stews and dips and casseroles, just sprinkled as a topping on finished plates or sides or snacks or whatever. It is smoky red in color, so so it's really pretty as a sprinkle and uh, particularly popular on French fries. Mm. Originally intended for seafoods, maybe primarily as a seasoning for um, steaming blue crabs or shrimp, um, but don't let that stop you. Uh, no. No. Be adventurous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the brand does also sell um, uh, alternate dried powdered seasonings in a, in a blackened flavor, which I think is basically the same thing, plus some, like, smoky grill kind of flavor from caramelized sugar, um, and a hot flavor, which is basically the same thing, plus more hot chili powder, um, plus a prepared cocktail sauce, a hot sauce, and seasoned breadcrumb mixes for making salmon cakes and crab cakes. Reading the ingredients, I think the difference there is that the salmon cake mix has more, like, herbs, like uh, basil and thyme. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they've had a couple other blends out that didn't stick, I don't think. Um, uh, McCormick owns the brand currently, so yeah, um, they've, they've done some experimenting. There's like a garlic and herb blend somewhere out there, a lemon and herb blend as well. And you can also buy 
so many officially licensed products um, like uh, Virginia peanuts or beef jerky or Bloody Mary mix or sunflower seeds or caramel popcorn, all of which are seasoned with Old Bay. And of course, like Annie alluded to in the beginning, Old Bay is not the only Chesapeake Bay seafood seasoning out there on the market. And there are some pretty strong opinions out there about different rival products. The one that I've seen mentioned the most is J.O.'s number two. Never heard of it. So I, (laughs) well, well, you are clearly not from Maryland, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That's fair. All right. (laughs) Um, And apparently a lot of, uh, uh, because this um, this product is originally from Maryland, um, there are a lot of local restaurants there that, do not use Old Bay in their crab boils, but get some kind of proprietary blend from either J.O.'s or um, other spice companies like Harbor Spice. I'm not going to, that's, I'm merely stating the facts. Mm-hmm. We're not going to weigh in. No. Although, no. you know what I was thinking today, Lauren, is we don't throw around our, our weight as food podcasters enough. <laughs> yeah. I think. You think that- we should start? I think that we could strategically plan um, instances where we should or could. And I think, you know, Old Bay, if you're listening, (laughs) I haven't been able to get my hands on Old Bay in a year. Huh? I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. And competitors, you know, if this is your chance. (laughs) Oh, I like this. (laughs) Stirring up controversy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Keeping it spicy, I like it. Yes, of course. I I will say, um, uh, sometimes Old Bay is not sold in spice aisles, but rather in the seafood aisle, um, mm-hmm. in like displays next to the seafood. So if you haven't looked there, try there. Okay, I feel like I have, but it's been oh sure a, a long year. Of it's a it's a hunting. whirlwind of shopping every time you go. I <laughs> yes, know, yes. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, pe- people's love for this brand is a legitimate phenomenon. Um, and and there are recipes for mixing it into anything sweet or savory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was surprised at the number of products available to uh, showcase mm-hmm. your love for our old thing. Oh, my goodness. There's so many of them. It's aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I love that. <laughs> Well, what about the nutrition? You know, normally with seasonings, I would say you're not really eating enough to make a difference, but I have seen the way that some of all y'all use Old Bay. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's basically fine. It, it is heavy on the salt, so watch out for that if that's a thing that you're watching out for. Hydrate. Always hydrate. It's such a good Always. plan. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we do have some numbers for you. We do. Around 8.5 million cans of Old Bay were sold around the world in 2017. That's over 50 million ounces. And this is a popularity that Old Bay achieved without much advertising. According to McCormick, their uh, parent company, uh, the first television ad for Old Bay came out in 2014. Which I guess, yeah, I've never seen a... Yeah, advertisement for it. It's really more kind of groundswell sort of marketing than um, than that kind of top down advertising. Right, right. 
a uh, 2019 political poll of around 800 people in Maryland included a lighthearted question about views on old base seasoning, and 83% viewed it favorably. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love that. They're like, yeah, this is a normal political poll, but it's Maryland, so how do you feel about Old Bay? Exactly. Uh, This past winter, a Baltimore artist decided to dress up some city salt boxes, which um, uh, if you've never seen this kind of thing, in in Baltimore anyway, there are these large yellow wooden bins for road salt for when the city gets icy. So this artist decided um, that they were looking a little plain. And so (laughs) she started Mm -hmm. dressing them up with these painted panels. And apparently... She tweeted out her first one and was all like, oh, somebody vandalized the salt boxes. And um, and then the next day, the city's Department of Transportation, like, emailed her and gave her their blessing. So long as the themes for the salt boxes are appropriately, like, salty or or, <laughs> or local in some way. Like, there's different ones with, like, Salt Bay and, like, mm. <laughs> the Morton's Girl, stuff like that. Anyway, um, she did one with an Old Bay theme. I think it I think it fits both the local and the salty bill. I think so. Yeah. Uh, there are now some 100 boxes bearing designs from her and other artists around the city. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also beer. Maryland's Flying Dog Brewery makes an old bay beer called Dead Rise. It's gone through a couple iterations. First, it was a a blonde ale um, released in 2014 as part of the brand's 75th anniversary celebration. Um, And then later uh, morphed into an old bay goze. (laughs) 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 An old bay goze. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brewed brewed with old bay seasoning and lemon. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I believe there is also a vodka. Um, I'm sure it's happened before. (laughs) Positive, yeah. Yes. A popular Baltimore ice cream parlor called The Charmery sells a flavor called Old Bay Caramel. Oh, yeah. A lot of local shops have um, products with Old Bay involved in the Old Bay donuts, what have you. Mm Mm-hmm. And okay, this is something that came up in passing. Like, I wasn't looking for it, but it came up enough in my research that I had to include it. Old Bay Tattoos. Okay, part of why this is mentioned is that there was this stunt in 2019 where the Old Bay brand teamed up with uh, the Baltimore Tattoo Museum to offer free Old Bay-themed tattoos for National Tattoo Day. And so eight artists delivered over 100 tattoos in three designs that day. Apparently, like, over 200 people showed up. Wow. I think they had to turn away some people. That's stunning <laughs> and amazing. Wow. <laughs> but I think I think it's like it's like on par with uh with like Duke's tattoos, like Duke's mayonnaise tattoos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, stuff like that. So apparently wow. a lot of people have Coca-Cola tattoos out there in the world. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I'd have to think about if uh, if I had to get a tattoo of a food product, what would it be? Oh, no. Yeah. Mm, peanut huh. butter, probably. I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Very important question. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, speaking of merchandise, uh, my favorite t-shirt slogan that I encountered during my reading has to be, I put Old Bay on my Old Bay. <laughs> There are a lot of good puns around Old Bay, yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and I just want to say here that I discovered Maryland has a state dinosaur. What? And now ah. I am curious if that is just a Maryland thing or if most states have a dinosaur. And if so, why did I not learn about that when I was learning about the state flower? As a kid, I would have really yeah. loved to know what the state dinosaur That's is. a way better. I mean, state flowers, come on. That's that's boring. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, from a quick Google, apparently many but not all states do have a state dinosaur. Oh, no. There's you got to get on like it. 15 or 20 out there. Yeah. Oh, you got to get that state dinosaur. Now I'm going to have to research that because I want to know why, what makes it your state's dinosaur. I'm assuming you found one there. But I, you know. If you're just like, I really think actors yeah. are cool. Yeah. Actors are cool. Then I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> if you have questions about the history of Old Bay, we have the answers. We do, we do, and we will get into the history of Old Bay seasoning right after we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. <laughs> Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, according to the McCormick website, the history for Old Bay seasoning goes thusly. German immigrant Gustav Brunn settled in Baltimore among the crab lovers of Maryland. In 1939, he started a spice business and rented a space on Baltimore's marketplace opposite the wholesale fish market. With only a small spice grinder and mixer, he began creating the secret recipe that would become Old Bay Seasoning. Interesting. Because I've read that that spice grinder is actually very large. <laughs> but I guess uh, it depends on your view of, of what small and large are spice grinder-wise. That's true. In yeah. my head, like, a, a, a spice grinder is the size of my hand. So yeah. I'm assuming it was bigger than that. His was bigger than that from what I have read. Although also, well, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes. But there is, in fact, a lot to unpack here. Yes, so let us do that. Mm-hmm. Starting with Gustav Brunn, um, who was born in Germany in 1893. He went on to become a spice merchant in Europe, and he sold in particular to sausage makers. He and his family also had a fur and rawhide business that at first was where they primarily earned their money from. But as the value of Germany's currency plummeted, along with the market for furs, mm. the family depended more and more on the money made from the spices. So um, they moved from their hometown when it became unfriendly to Jewish people to another German town, Frankfurt, that had a larger Jewish population. When the Nazis rose to power in Germany, Brunn was sent to Buchenwald concentration camp for two weeks. At that point, he and his immediate family had already applied for and received American visas. After his release... With the help of a bribe, a pretty large one as the story goes, he and his wife and their children left Germany for Maryland. They stopped over in New York first, but then came to Maryland, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. where they already had family in 1938. The story goes that as he settled into Baltimore, he received encouragement from both the Jewish community there, including Jewish folks who were working to uplift Jewish refugees, and the German-speaking community there. And he started his own spice company using a spice grinding machine that, yes, he carried over from Europe. Apparently, this original spice grinder, from what I've read, um, and I'm not positive what the article that I read meant by original, but Uh. supposedly it is the size of a whiskey barrel and uh, somehow found its way to uh, to the Baltimore Museum of Industry. Oh, but maybe they're talking about a different original. I I I can't I can't bet this. <laughs> this reminds me of the that New York ongoing joke about Ray's original. <laughs> Was it original Ray's original or original Ray's? <laughs> <laughs> So all of this was after Brunn um, had been forced out of a job making seasoning at a Baltimore sausage plant, perhaps because he was Jewish. 
According to some sources, Charles McCormick, and yes, McCormick, hired him for his spice knowledge. Uh, McCormick was interested in getting into the sausage spice business, but Brunn soon left uh, due to a lack of English-speaking skills or some speculate it was also because he was Jewish. Yeah, and uh, by left, I'm pretty sure we mean was fired. Um, yes. And possibly after two days. Yeah, it was very quick. It was very quick, yeah. Um, so, Brunn opened his own shop called the Baltimore Spice Company. In the beginning, he primarily made spices for German-style sausages and pickles, but he pretty quickly picked up on, yes, this local love of crabs. On the other side of the street from his spice store was a seafood shop. And seafood merchants, and meat merchants too, um, many of whom did speak German, became sort of Brunn's most loyal clientele. At first, seafood merchants mixed up their own spice blends. Yeah, they had their own proprietary mm-hmm, thing going on. Mm-hmm. But many soon realized that Brunn's product was superior and saved them time. This original seasoning, primarily used on shrimp and crab, was called Delicious Brand Shrimp and Crab Seasoning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the ingredients included salt, pepper, cardamom, laurel leaves, mustard, paprika, cloves, and ginger. Later, at the suggestion of a friend, Brunn renamed this seasoning after a ship line operating on the Chesapeake Bay. Old Bay Line, yeah. Yes. And this ship line has a fascinating history. And again, I had to be like, not a ship show, (laughs) food show. But? But... Briefly, this ship line operated in the area from 1840 to 1962. The ship that operated along it, the President Warfield, was used um, during the Normandy invasion of World War II, but then it was purchased by an underground Jewish military organization called Haganah that renamed the ship the Exodus 1947 and used it in a desperate and ultimately failed attempt to get to Palestine. Uh, They loaded the ship up with 4,500 Holocaust survivors and displaced people in France and set off. British ships surrounded the Exodus as it entered Palestinian waters. After a skirmish that left a handful of people dead and many injured, British ships forcibly directed the ship to dock and transferred the passengers to other ships in order to return them to France. But... The French refused to remove the passengers by force, though they would accept any who left voluntarily. Wanting to avoid any more bad press, the British decided to wait uh, these passengers out, the passengers who refused to leave these ships, uh, resulting in a 24-day hunger strike. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, After three weeks, the British moved the ship to Germany, and the passengers were interned in camps located in British-controlled areas of Germany. And this prompted a wave of hunger strikes um, in countries all over, just this huge outcry. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there's even more to the story, but again, not a ship show. But yeah, not a history show. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hoof. Okay. Oof indeed. Old Bay seasoning was originally sold in cardboard boxes because <laughs> metal was going towards the war effort. Oh. Do you know if they, like, that color scheme was pretty right out the gate, I think. It was early on. It was early. It was pretty early on. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. For sure, the the choice to stay with it, um, I think, is uh, is a is a marketing move to make it seem more like local and old timey and traditional, um, mm-hmm. which works. It, it it's great. It's a great piece of packaging. It is. <laughs> Uh, according to Brun's own account, he did struggle at first to convince seafood sellers to use his spice over their own. Uh, but after he convinced one, uh, apparently was like a, a big wig in the Maryland seafood scene, mm-hmm. uh, the word spread and soon his spice, Brun's spice, was the go-to in the area. It was a symbiotic relationship in a lot of ways, too. People who didn't know how to spice crab, which was often either too expensive and heavy, like the way people were using it was this expensive and heavy way, like a crab bisque, or scorned as being boring and um, poor when straight steamed. Um, But once they got a taste of Old Bay, they'd come back not only for more crab and other seafood, but for more Old Bay. Uh Yeah. By some accounts, the popularity of this spice led to such a rise of steamed crabs and people's love for steamed crabs in the region in the 1940s that it was notable. People were like, wow, (laughs) you're buying way more crabs. I think it's because of this old bay spice. Wow. Yeah. Brun also went on to go to night school for English to increase his customer base. Okay, so some accounts suggest that McCormick was Brun's main competitor at the time, selling a copycat product, but Brun boasted that his seasoning had 13 ingredients, even though it mostly contained four primary in- ingredients, <laughs> uh, making his seasoning seem more sophisticated. It had more going on for it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, couldn't really confirm that in more than a couple places, but I mean, I can see it. It makes sense. <laughs> Uh, during World War II, a shortage of pepper incentivized Brun to create a pepper substitute using buckwheat that was so popular it kept his company afloat. And the military apparently placed huge orders for this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. When uh, Gustav retired, his son Ralph assumed control of the company. It was important to the company that they continue to hire refugees, calling their business, quote, a United Nations in miniature. Oh. Yeah. Ralph retired in 1985, and McCormick and Company purchased Old Bay in 1990 for somewhere between 11 to $14 million. I guess they never had to say how much it was. It wasn't disclosed, but that's what the estimates are. Yeah. At the time, uh, McCormick didn't really have any intention of selling it outside of Maryland. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently when they were purchased, um, I mean— a, there, there was a lot of, I mean, it's kind of ironic that McCormick definitely fired this dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly. And then, yeah, decades and decades later, uh, purchased this company for millions of dollars. Um, that's mm-hmm. fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, when, when the company was purchased, Old Bay only made um, up some 2 to 3% of McCormick's sales. And so they started really marketing Old Bay in a way that it had never been done before, um, like really encouraging and 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 building more of this of this passionate regional identity around the brand that mm-hmm. had already kind of existed, yeah, but like but just kind of like pushing it out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say uh, Shannon, who suggested this, she said when she in her suggestion, "I'm a Maryland girl at heart," so. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. I read all kinds of things about that. It's it's really I I love stuff like that. It's so incredible to me that you build these regional identities. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like in in 2015, for example, uh, Old Bay partnered up with McDonald's to offer Old Bay seasoned filet fish sandwiches at local shops around the Maryland and D.C. area for a limited time. Mm. Um, they are protective of their brand. Um, in 2018, McCormick sued a small spice company called Primal Palette over Primal Palette's introduction of a seasoning that they called New Bay, um, B-A-E, New Bay. Um, mm-hmm. McCormick was demanding that the company cease production and destroy all existing product and wow. anything that bore the name. <laughs> they wound up settling out of court in 2020. The blend is still available, so I don't know. Ooh. I don't know what kind of decision they came to, but you can still buy New Bay. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to see if I can find that. <laughs> Add it to my taste test sign-up. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. Um, I believe I believe it's mostly available outside of the immediate area online. So so check that out if you want to. Oh, I will. Uh, here's an interesting story I was not anticipating finding. In 2019, Old Bay representatives went on the hunt for a woman who had named her Wi-Fi Old Bay Seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> They narrowed the the location of the Wi-Fi to Brooklyn, New York, and put out these really colorful flyers that are in keeping were in keeping with the scheme of Old Bay uh, marketing and design that read, "Dear whoever named their Wi-Fi network Old Bay seasoning, are you our number one fan?" <laughs> and it had like pull off things that you could you know contact them, and they used this whole search for this number one fan as a marketing opportunity. When they found the woman, Catherine Joe, company representatives showed up at her home with a sandwich board guy. I'm really unsure what they mean by that, if that's like a thing. <laughs> but okay, they uh-huh. showed up at her house. She told Time, can't stress how absurd it was to have Old Bay Seasoning show up at my doorstep five years later. <laughs> so she had named her Wi-Fi five years before they located oh, wow. her. Uh-huh. And th- this whole thing fostered a conversation about privacy and security. But according to Joe, there was nothing super tech-savvy or internet surveillance-like going on. One of the marketers with Old Bay happened to visit the coffee shop next to my apartment. When she saw my Wi-Fi network, she got the idea for this campaign. It was just a random coincidence. She knew enough about the the baristas at the cafe for me to know it wasn't a lie. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she went on to say uh, that the name, when she chose it, it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. Quote, I couldn't think of a clever network name, and when I looked around the room, the first thing I saw was a jar of Old Bay seasoning. Wow. History made. Little did you know. You just look at the thing, and you're like, okay, I'll name my Wi-Fi that five years later. <laughs> Old Bay is like, hey, ma'am, hello. Hello. We would like to talk to you about your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we got to get in on this game. I, I, I need to throw our weight around. In preparation for the 2020 Super Bowl, McCormick released an Old Bay hot sauce. Soon after the product launched online, the website crashed due to traffic, uh, they think. And within 30 minutes to an hour, the product was sold out with bottles appearing on eBay for up to $200. Wow. 
The Old Bay Twitter account tweeted, your love for all things Old Bay may have broken the internet. Thanks for always being ready to try something new. Sold out, but restocking. Please stay tuned. And funnily enough to me, <laughs> they had like a, a follow-up tweet that was like, restocking not today. Because <laughs> everybody was trying to get it. Um, and like Mindy Kaling tweeted at them, like, how do I get my hands on this? Wow. It was a big thing. It was uh, stocked in select stores as well. According to the company, this was a five-year endeavor coming to the recipe for this hot sauce. And I read glowing reviews of it. Wow. People seem to really, really like it. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it was intended to be a one-time promotional stunt or um, or a permanent product. But yes, it is now part of their permanent product line. Oh, I got to get that too. Man, I have so many hot sauces. This is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a, there, there really is a lot of like very just beautifully kitschy old bay stuff out there for purchase. And I'm sort of like, I don't know, like, is today the day of quarantine that I spend $100 online on old bay merch to hand out to all of my friends? So. I don't see why not. <laughs> Seems like the perfect day. Did a whole episode on it. Seems just appropriate. Seems just right. <laughs> Clearly no better use for time or money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it, it would apparently bring unparalleled delight. Old Bay, not a sponsor. We're just... <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> but again, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to send me something. Always. Always. Um, So, yeah, that's what we have to say about Old Bay seasoning for now. It is. um, We do have some listener mail for you. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, mm-hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. <laughs> Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. 
but there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener. Still got my mind about that horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this Tin of Old Bay haunted? No, she's doing a thing about the bay. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And I had this like whole imagery in my head of like fog over the water. Yeah, I was getting the fog. I was getting the fog. Oh, good. Yes. (laughs) Glad I communicated that. (laughs) Emily wrote, I wanted to respond to two topics you guys recently covered, lima beans and mac and cheese. On lima beans, I did not know lima beans were the same thing as butter beans, a bean I have recently discovered and will never go back from. I learned as a kid to despise the little green lima beans. Hmm. And I have recipes to offer for them. They are both from Bon Appetit, a magazine I learned about and now subscribe to. Thanks to you guys, so thanks. Hmm. I eat this at least two or three times a month and likely will more often when it warms up. So... They included the link, but you listeners are clever. You can go find, you can mm-hmm. go search that out. I always feel so cosmopolitan when I eat it. On macaroni and cheese, I'm lactose intolerant and have found my favorite box variety. My husband, who loves cheese, says it's too cheesy. <laughs> and granted, I haven't had the real deal in years, but I think it's heavenly. It's from Daya, and I've loved both their cheddar and Alfredo flavors. Ooh, Alfredo. Mm. It, it's a bit expensive, so if you decide to try it, keep that in mind. I think it's $5 per box, and I turn it into two meals. Your podcast is one of my favorites. Oh, thanks. I love food and learning about new kinds, and their histories is amazing. I even have a nutmeg in my spice army now. In hot chocolate, yum. With baked apples and apple soda bread, yum. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That does sound good. Goodness. I bet, see, I, I bet Old Bay would be good with lima beans. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and mac and cheese. And mac and like, cheese. Absolutely hey. mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it would probably be a little odd, but pretty good in hot chocolate. Oh, that isn't. I, I'm a person who really loves like the off balance of salt in hot yeah, chocolate, like just absolutely. a little. Yeah. So maybe 
it's worth testing. Like we said, be adventurous. You know, yeah. Sean wrote, the bare naked ladies are how I found out that Kraft Mac and Cheese is called Kraft Dinners in Canada. Of course. Uh, Okay. Uh, uh, It is a line in their song, If I Had a Million Dollars. Early in their career, fans would bring boxes of mac and cheese to the show. When they sang the line about the Kraft Dinners, the boxes would open and noodles would fly. This was quickly followed by a cloud of orange haze. (laughs) I have a distinct memory of being on my dad's shoulders, throwing uncooked elbow macaroni into the orange cloud. I was also surprised to hear that the original cost was 19 cents. Uh, to this day, I only buy Aldi House brand because it's 34 cents. And why pay more than that, much less four to five times more? Less than doubling the cost over that time period is amazing. I had never heard of this. And I love it. I love that you would go to a concert (laughs) and people would be throwing macaroni and cheese and the cheese powder would sort of be hanging over you like a haze. (laughs) Yeah. This is amazing. That sounds messy and beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. I it makes me very happy to learn this. <laughs> <laughs> also kind of sad because I want to eat the mac and cheese, but Oh yeah. I do appreciate that I've never been to a concert where mac and cheese was heavily involved. <laughs> I was I, I I took a second to think about it and I am nearly positive that I have not either. Seems like it would be a memorable occasion, but You'd think. You'd think. You'd think so. <laughs> Uh, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and that other one, Facebook. Yeah, sure. Uh, all three places we are at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is.